0: Money Fm 89.3 best of the breakfast huddle mind your business on money Fm 89.3 is brought to you by zero try zero free for 30 days by visiting Xero.com terms apply zero beautiful business mind your business with the breakfast huddle only on money Fm 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's The Breakfast Huddle. Elliot Danka, Barty Jackdish and Ryan Huang with you. Oh, I'm so excited about this conversation.
1: Mm, a fan of animation movies, animated films, are you?
0: Of course. Uh, and I think it's great right now that we see a lot of content being pushed out. I, I guess people also see that, you know, uh, more people have subscribed to platforms like uh, Disney Plus and Netflix. So mm. there is a demand and need for content.
1: Of course, and people are more discerning as well because there are so many choices. You could effectively watch five minutes of something and then go, <laughs> OK, this just isn't good enough for me huh? because there's another one on another platform that's better. Creating a single animation film, of course, is no easy feat because of all of these reasons. You've got to do the storyboarding. You've got to do the visuals for a single frame, then synergize all the visuals from more than 140,000 frames. Don't forget about the sound editing bits of it. So hundreds of artists are involved, all working on an average of a petabyte of data spread across more than 500 million files. That is a lot of data, to say the least. I know it sounds like a lot of jargon, but you can imagine, right, how vast The amounts of data would be. What exactly does it take? And I'm quite amazed by the work of animators. I think they are pure artists. Every single person on the team, including the sound guys, including the editors, including the ones who put it all together right at the end. So, it does bear looking into more deeply, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, we're going to find out more from our next guest, NetApp, and how they come into the picture to help things out, because uh, when you consider how the Teams have to work together, different teams. It can get a little bit complicated, made even more complicated because of COVID-19. How is this company helping the animation business? Matthew Herford, who is Vice President, Solutions Engineering and Field CTO at Asia Pacific at NetApp, is on the line. Matthew, good morning.
2: How are you? Hey, good morning. How are you, guys? Good to see you. Good to talk to you.
0: Matthew, talking to you, your energy... I feel like I am working for an animation company right now. Thank you for that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But Matthew, I'm sure that the pandemic has ignited unimaginable stresses. It's erected numerous obstacles to the magic of animation. We were talking earlier about so many teams, so many people coming together in different parts of the world and now not able to even be in the same room with each other. How exactly does NetApp make all of this easier?
2: Yeah, absolutely. We've been working with DreamWorks now for, for almost 20 years. I think that every single movie they've produced has been built on up technology. Um, and they're a data company. I like to think of them as perhaps an organization that creates smiles. When I think of DreamWorks, I think of their sort of warm family moments in there, laughing, enjoying their movies. But the reality is they produce data, enormous amounts of data. And as you just touched on the intro, the complexity of how they actually produce that is is ever increasing, and we can touch on that a little bit later. But what happened in the pandemic for these guys is, you know, people had to work from home, and, and the, the technology we provide is often the, the, the innovation platform. You know, their artists are by far their most important asset. So enabling them to still access the data, um, do their work during the pandemic from remote sites, we help them build a data fabric. Um, and the most important thing there is helping DreamWorks have the right data in the right place at the right time. And we think about how they produced this latest movie, The Boss Baby Family Business. Okay, I think almost 95% of the work was done from remote, from remote workers.
0: Okay. I'm imagining different parts of it, right? You've got the animation, you've got the sound department. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, how you guys were involved. Let's, let's use uh, the Boss Baby family business as a, a bit of a case study.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And you touched on that, right? 140,000-odd frames, this is one of the longest movies they've ever made. And that is almost half a billion files. But when we think about how they actually run this, as you said, there's multiple steps. There's the modeling phase, mm. there's the rendering phase, mm. there's the lighting. The lighting is so critical <laughs> to making, making these characters come to life when we think about how we enjoy them. And you know, all the little flaws that almost make them human are on the big screen. What MenApp does is, is enable these artists to do that with speed and efficiency. I think you know, we're processing almost 300,000 files a second. This movie took almost 200 million compute hours complete and you can imagine this is a production line think of it I'm thinking all this analogy of how cars are produced on a production line DreamWorks do the same thing with their movies they've often got 10 or 12 movies in production in various phases of completion so when you add all this together you've got these artists accessing these files making their changes doing their work but there's almost five petabytes of information in train that has to be tracked Uh, protected. Um, And these assets are so important to them, right? They want to store them securely, often in the cloud, so they can be used for other things in the future, not just the release of the movie.
1: I understand that uh, you guys have been working with DreamWorks for the last 20 years. I'm sure that there was a contrast in terms of those arrangements before COVID and compared with after COVID. There would have been a difference. What did you have to do in terms of adjusting your operations in order to deal with the deluge of demands that you probably did face and continue to face during this pandemic?
2: Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, just on the size of the data, if we, if we go back to the Shrek movie, the Shrek movie was about six terabytes of data in, in, in entirety for the entire movie. The Boss Baby Family business is almost a petabyte. That's you know, over a thousand terabytes of information making up that movie. And that's because the you know, we've gone from you know HD to 4K to 4K plus kind of technologies. But in in the case of the pandemic, DreamWorks needed to understand how they could leverage cloud. They needed to understand how they could have their users working at home accessing this information. And as I said before, NetApp builds data fabrics. It, it has data services in all the major clouds, which enabled DreamWorks to start to move data out of their on-premises environments into the cloud environment, which made it far easier for them to provide that data access to the artists.
0: Okay. Uh, obviously, DreamWorks is not the only company who had to engage in a work-from-home phase or using various methods to get post-production done. My question, though, Matthew, is with uh, NetApp, uh, how much time does it save? What does it do in terms of production schedule? Because we have seen so many uh, movies get delayed uh, or even animation. Do you guys help keep things on schedule?
2: absolutely yeah absolutely we've been able to keep things on schedule and, and it's because of that um connecting the artist to the data um okay. you know whether it be through virtual desktop architectures um which enables um the artist to connect into the cloud and access the data or caching copies of the data in various different clouds to provide parallel access for artists all those technologies as i said before having the right data in the right place but also making sure that we're, we're making it as efficient as possible, moving only the data we need to move, making sure that when we put things into cloud, we're optimizing those services as best we can to not blow out the cost for organizations like DreamWorks.
1: Matthew, we have an idea of what you do, but how do you make money? I mean, what's your business model like, especially in terms of how it might translate into affordable services for smaller production houses with smaller budgets?
2: Yeah, absolutely. You know, we work with um, production houses across the Asia-Pacific region, you know, small organizations than DreamWorks. Many of those I can't mention on air. But but we we play a very important role because if you think about digital, any kind of digital transformation project, even whether it be for financial services or government or any industry, but particularly for this kind of computer-generated movie industry, you know, they've moved from producing film to producing data. And then that's true strength. It's ability to help organizations manage that data holistically, um, you know, protect that data across multiple cloud environments. We work with organizations regardless regard to their size to help them understand how they can build their data fabric. Where do they need their data to live? How are they going to accelerate innovation? How are they going to accelerate that customer experience and customer service that, that drives a lot of this stuff? Mm,
1: mm. Um, but affordability wise uh, what can you tell us about that without of course revealing too much because i understand you may not be able to reveal specific details it also depends on the type of infrastructure you've got to put in for specific companies in terms of keeping it affordable though considering that all other costs are also going up
2: yeah no it's true there's a number of costs there's operational effort if we if we can drive these data systems via automation orchestration we can drive the human cost out and that's what we do we can also make sure that when organizations are storing data we're storing it highly efficiently so we can deduplicate, we can compress we can be very smart about how we store the data and not keep too many copies or keep data in the wrong format across multiple clouds and thirdly once we're in the public cloud and regardless of the industry that's the conversation i'm having because what NetApp have done is taken their data storage technologies and embedded them in all the public clouds, in Amazon, and in Google, in Azure. You can buy them as services from those cloud environments. That greatly accelerates. If you've built your data platform with NetApp, you have the freedom and agility to suddenly burst into cloud, start using cloud services. And when we're in those clouds, we're also bringing those same efficiencies to bear.
0: Uh, whilst this does take the animation business and helps it to thrive amidst COVID-19, Matthew, I'd like to talk about the year 2022 and beyond. While there is optimism there, what does this mean for the movie's ecosystem? I assume that can apply even to, you know, real productions as opposed to animation. But what kind of ecosystem needs to exist uh, in order for us to uh, have movies, produce movies and still be able to enjoy them on time without delays?
2: Yeah, I think that, you know, how we distribute the content in the future is likely going to change. You know, I think that um, even with DreamWorks, right, they're thinking about how they can leverage their content. How can they reuse that? How can they make that more accessible um, to organisations and, 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 and to the end consumer? You know, I'm sitting here in Sydney. I haven't... I've been in lockdown for 14 weeks. Oh, I haven't yeah. even seen this movie, let alone been near a, a cinema. So how do, how do I get access to that? And I think that even... Uh, organizations that probably solely distributed through large cinema complexes are now thinking about how they can get that get that content you know available and in front of of more people in a a distributed manner
1: since there is a more efficient way of doing this right now of transferring data and using data right now uh, to what extent do you think even post pandemic people might stick to doing it this way instead of going back to the way they operated pre-pandemic
2: yeah, I, I think there's, I think, I think there's a whole workforce conversation in that, right? I think that, you know, we used to go to the office, didn't we, every day, and then, and then go home again. I think that how we're going to work is going to change. I think the work we do is becoming far more important, and from the, from the place that we did it. And I think that for DreamWorks, you know, accessing the world's best talent, the world's best artists, that is their most important asset. Then how do they actually do that in a in a, in a post-COVID world? Well. I think they've got more access to people. People don't have to go into their studios to work. And I think it gives opportunities for people. I think it gives opportunities for DreamWorks. And that's cross-industry, right? I think that we're very much changing how we think about how we recruit and how people actually operate on a day-to-day basis. And, And DreamWorks, I think, are at the forefront of that with how they deal with their artists.
0: Mm. Uh, okay, we are running out of time, Matthew, but I very quickly do want to talk about NetApp's uh, recent uh, expansion, of partnership with Amazon Web Services. Tell us about it and what does it mean for us in this side of the world?
2: Yeah, super exciting. So Amazon just announced that they um, have produced a new product called FSx ONTAP. This is a file system, uh, best-of-breed data services that Amazon has built on NetApp technology. And this is fantastic for organizations that are looking to move into cloud, but want all the maturity of the 30 years of experience with managing data that NetApp bring to bear. So you can now consume that service as a service from Amazon in the same way you consume any other service. If you're a NetApp user today, you can use the NetApp tools. If you're an Amazon user, you can use all the Amazon ecosystem to to manage and, and control those data sources. But it makes it far easier for organizations to get into cloud, start building these new services. As I said before, whether you're making movies or you're writing applications in the banking sector or the government sector, the technology should be almost obscured. You know, We want to provide the best of breed data services so you can focus on what you do, which is innovation and customer service.
1: Thanks very much for that, Matthew. Matthew Herford, VP of Solutions Engineering and Field CTO Asia Pack at NetApp. Thanks for joining us on MoneyFM 89.3.
0: Mind your business on MoneyFM 89.3 is brought to you by Zero. Try Zero free for 30 days by visiting XERO.com. Terms apply. Zero Beautiful Business. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at MoneyFM 893.sg or download our audio app.